Hello, and welcome to Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth on Muddied Waters Media. Oh boy, am I excited for another wonderful Monday night. And to be here with you all, I'm so excited. Thank you guys all so much. As the intro goes, of course, I am Mr. Merker, the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. And while I'm giving thanks, let's go ahead and give a thanks to, uh, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Wright and Spike Cohen. I don't know. I don't know who that second guy was. But for giving me an opportunity to come here on Muddy Wars Media to give me a platform to talk about my opinions my views and my perspective on what's going on out there to help hopefully make a difference for the betterment of our society and our future tonight i've got an incredible man just i met this guy through uh through previous work endeavor and truly revolutionized the way that i i look out uh, across the world this guy has a has a made such a large impact and i know i've said this about a couple of guests in the past but but this man sean grohalva uh he is he has left a lasting impact in my life my wife's life and and everyone around me um just truly an incredible man so i'm excited for him tonight so so thank you sean for for giving us time tonight to come on here uh, but before we get into that i should probably already have had them up but i don't um <laughs> we have to get into uh our advertisements are the people who pay the bills around here there we go i've got it up now i've got it up so let's get into the first one of course with mr jack casey himself the royal green series by jack casey it's a story of authoritarians and revolutionaries a young man and a woman seeking independence and meaning in a kingdom on the brink of civil war sounds very familiar familiar doesn't it uh romance espionage action and psychological drama elements of horror and mystery and spirituality as well dark fantasy with magical realism and libertarian overtones themes of forgiveness and redemption written by the author while he himself was undergoing his own journey to find liberty and answer deep questions on his own mind so make sure you guys hop on over there to the royalgreen.com give them some love um gotta give it up real quick gotta give it up to yes mr alex flores if you guys are out there currently right now it is it is limited to arizona but it will be expanding out to nationwide um with the shuttering economy in 2020 uh alex flores saw a need so being the good libertarian that he is, being the good agorist that he is, um, he knew that um, people were needing roadside service, needing tune-ups, needing oil changes. And with the economy the way that it was going because of COVID and the government's reactions, um, he stepped in and, and to give some support, give some help. So a mobile auto repair service that is pay what you can, pay what you want, figure it out. He's had, he's given $500 oil changes and he's given oil changes for free because you, the customer, you, the consumer get to set the price on what you think is the, the right cost and it, or what you can afford. 
So think about that the next time that you're you're going out there and, and you're paying a lot of, of money for, for services that are really cheap or really, really easy to be done. If you're in the Arizona region, go ahead, give Alex Flores a, a little bit of love. Give him a call. You can go over to greasyporcupines.org to find out more, to show him some love, and, and to get in on that. Oh, and then, of course, we've got the wonderful, amazing Ashley. Fierce Luxury is a high-end bag and accessories consignment store based online. They carry the hottest brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. Consign with them for a 30% fee, 20% less than other consignment stores. Find them at, online at FierceLuxuryByAshley.com and on Facebook in their exclusive group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. So make sure you guys get on over there. Help her out. You've Either you're a lady yourself and you're looking to get that, that sleek, fleek, new, new purse, new clutch. Or you're a fella and you have not figured out that it is November 1st right now and that Christmas is coming up. Either way, get on over to Fierce Luxury. Go and get you some of that good, good stuff. Um, this person, I don't know if they have any direct relation to me, but... Um, okay, it's my wife. But without the nepotism, the clear nepotism that we have here, you guys, if you guys are a business owner, if you guys are planning an event, if you're if you're throwing a birthday party, um, it, whatever you're doing, you could always use a great graphic designer. This is somebody who can provide you with cards, with logos, with with websites, with just the full branding kit. So you can join up with the ranks of of Joe Jorgensen, of Spike Cohen, of Natalie Bruno, of Ashley Shade, of of countless um uh candidates libertarian candidates across the country republican candidates democratic candidates um she's served them all she's served big businesses small businesses every business in between and they all say that you need to go on over to kelseylyondesigns.com go show her some love um and of course you could help support the family but without further ado i do need to talk a little bit more about muddy waters media because Matt and Spike gave me this platform, so why not give a little back? Um, first of all, whether you're listening on Facebook, on YouTube, on Float, on Twitch, on... Uh, there we go. Yep, nailed them all. Thank you so much for listening live. If you're not listening live, if you're listening to After the Fact on a replay on one of those, appreciate you very much. But you can also take us on the go, take us to the gym, take us wherever you want to. And you can find that, of course, on your favorite podcast app. Wherever you are seeing us, wherever you are hearing us from, make sure you guys are showing some love. Give us those five-star reviews. Help us support us. Um, share it out with your friends, your families, and and get us big and beefy the way that you want all of your, your waters that are, happen to be muddy. And of course, you could become a supporter, help out the team by getting on over to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe, help out, join in for a low, low price of just a couple uh, lattes. I think it's actually would be like two lattes, depending on if you go to Starbucks or not, uh, a month. So just, just cutting out two lattes a month. You can be a subscriber, help out, get exclusive content, hear a bunch of stuff that no one else gets to hear. Become the boss. Tell me what you want to see. We've got a, a couple guests lined up that um, we're getting scheduled, and that's because of subscribers. So you can get on over there um, and, and join in on that. So make sure you guys get over there. And, of course, if you want to be repping Muddy Waters Media, get on over to muddywatersmedia.com slash store. Get the merch. 
get the the get the gator get the face mask get the 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 bottle get the the phone case get the shirts get the spike cohen merch get get all the merch start repping us show us some love appreciate each and every one of you and and you know the people who wear our merch the people who subscribe we love you just a little bit more than everybody else but we still love everybody so get on over there but without further ado uh now that i've probably droned on too long he might be asleep on the other end i have and and i kid you not this is a man that when i first heard him I actually saw him kind of similar to the way you guys are seeing me. The first time I saw this man was actually was through a camera. He was he was a uh, in a in, in at HQ, and I was in a remote area. Saw him. He was talking about stuff, and I was like, "Man, this guy's got it together. He's got to be old." No, he's he's youngin', and he's got it down. Met him in person, fell in love with this dude, and just the, his mannerisms, his intelligence, his his well roundedness, um, just a wealth of knowledge, and and I hope that you guys are going to love him just as much as I do. Um, but without further ado, let's bring him on, Mister Sean Grahalva. There he is, nice and sleepy. <laughs> oh, you're still muted, my bud. Aha, there we go. The mute uh, button. That is the that is the the 2020 uh, call. I think you're still muted. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's been going all right. It's been going all right. I was, um, this pack past week has been pretty great. I was able to, uh, get back together with, um, you know, some friends, some great liberty minded individuals. They're doing amazing things across the country. And, you know, it was like the recharge that I needed and I yeah. can't, I cannot, adequately express just how great that was so you know coming into uh monday you know it was it was a rough weekend kiddo was uh definitely sugar high and hardcore yesterday yeah and then um you know just getting back to the grindstone today and it's yeah you know, i'm just here and ready to get back to work you know how well, about you uh I'm doing good. I'm I'm glad. I'm so thankful that you, that you uh took the time out of out of your schedule to come on here tonight. I uh he may have told me in the pre-show um that this is his first podcast that he's coming on. So, you're not supposed to tell people that. <laughs> this is his 10,036th <laughs> podcast that he's been on, so you guys love him and cherish him. Find him on all the other podcasts that he's been on. If you find them, send them to me, of course. Um but this is this is it's truly an honor to be that um and and i'm so excited for this this is you're actually and i and, and no joke you're actually somebody that the way that you present yourself as long as you do what you do like you're you're already way better than the mr beard of truth by far so <laughs> your league's ahead so i i'm just I don't know. you're certainly we're uh winning in the beard game right now that's for sure it comes with the it comes with the title it, it's best beard on on muddy waters media so it <laughs> it's got to come with something um but tonight, so you've been somebody that has been working on the legislative side of things. You, you've you been working on the grassroots side of things. You work on foreign policy a lot. You work on on just literally every aspect of, of kind of what society sees while being the faceless man in, in that, right? Um, and so I reached out to you and I was like, Sean, I love you so much. I got to have you on. Um and I wanted to bring you on specifically to talk about veteran issues. And 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 here's something that I 
may not have told you um but this is what's so exciting for me is because there's there's a stigma that i want to break here um because you're somebody that i've leaned into to ask questions about when it comes to foreign policy you're somebody i've leaned into to ask about the veteran community um on on issues this is this is a veteran coming to a non-veteran you're you're somebody who's never uh, never been able to to take that 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 oath of of signing up to your life and and putting that on the line but you're somebody who needs to to be heard and and you have such a, a, a an aura of of grace and intelligence and, and well-roundedness when it comes to these t- conversations so i wanted to come well, in- i'm glad i had you fooled <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wanted to have you come on just to be able to to break that stigma for so many people and i wanted to put that out front for the audience because as you guys listen to what you talk about, right? Your, your empathy on these issues, your, your, your understanding, your, your grasp of it all, the holistic uh, approach to all of this doesn't mean that you have to be a part of the directly a part of the community. But I, I, I could see you sitting down with a group of veterans and blending right in. Um, so, so you're the honorary veteran for the night and I love you and I appreciate you. So having you on tonight, talking about veteran issues, we're going to be talking about a couple things. Um, so excited for this. We're going to start with kind of sticking to the veterans issues. And then later on in the episode, we're going to move on over to kind of the active duty and kind of moving into the more current events. And then maybe even get into some serious, serious current, current event, um, of what's been going on, but the veteran thing that's that's something that's near and dear we've had discussions on this podcast in the past over healthcare so the veteran healthcare how is that compared to the rest of the country's healthcare um from from your perspective and from what you've been working on so what i can tell you is that you know i've got a lot of friends family members loved ones that have either gone into harm's way themselves or, um, you know, they've served in all sorts of different ways. And for me, it, I have seen the level of courage and love that these folks have been able to show through their actions by volunteering time and time and time again to go out and do the mission, do the job. And it's, you know, for me, it was something that, looking back now at the ripe old age of um redactive we're just not going to talk about that Um, (laughs) but you know it's it's something that i really wish that had had the decision earlier in my life to go ahead and sign up and be a part of it but the reality was that in my life i just didn't get there. And I can sit here and say, you know, like, oh, at, again, the ripe old age of we're not going to talk about that. Um, (laughs) I can go and try to, you know, get put in there, raise my hand, um, you know, pledge the oath and all that. But at the end of the day, I think that I can probably do more with my words, with how I type, and the conversations I can have to improve those who were able and who did raise their hand and pledge to pr- protect this country. Um, and for me, 
looking at their medical care, this has historically been something that has always been devalued in America. And it's, it's a shame really. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got friends that have been on and off TRICARE at different points in time, either through marriage or by themselves. And there are aspects of it that work really well. But one thing that we can't escape is when it has utterly failed. Yeah, um, definitely. Now, luckily, you know, we have seen uh, the passage of like the Mission Act, um, you know, which was a huge, huge victory. Uh, but Real even quick, today, what is, what is the Mission Act? So in really broad terms, because um, I don't I don't want to get too bogged down <laughs> no, you're good, you're uh, good. too early in the show. Um, <laughs> you know, it it was set up as a way that veterans could get the health care that they needed through alternative means instead of just going through the VA. That's so important. And, and uh, yeah. I wanted to highlight this really quickly because as we go through this, right, this was an admittance by government that what they've been doing for our veteran community isn't up to snuff and that it can be provided better in, in other means. And so the Mission Act, that was that's something that, that, you know, we'll 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 dive into that a little more. But I wanted to wanted to highlight that real quick and then I'll let you <laughs> let you continue on. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but even today, you know, we're seeing that the VA is still just not implementing it the way that it, that it should be the way that it was written. Yeah. And that has been a real problem. This is, this is a program, the VA as a whole was intended to come in and it was supposed to care for our veterans, but we're seeing what we see with government institutions. And that is, it becomes more about you know, keeping jobs in line, nobody getting fired, nobody getting arrested. You know, even if you have cases where a veteran, God forbid, literally dies in a waiting room, waiting for care. Yeah, that's nobody in America is going to say that's okay. Absolutely nobody is going to say that's okay. And with the Mission Act, it allowed other healthcare providers to start stepping in and help take up the slack. And you know, I wish the VA weren't trying to obstruct and weren't implementing, but the unfortunate reality is that's what they've been choosing to do. So it's it's up to good watchdogs, good legislative advocacy to go in, do the conversations, the hard conversations, yeah. and see that our veterans are cared for in the right way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, there's been so many different wake up calls that I would say uh, around the nation around veteran healthcare, veteran just way of life, right? 22 veterans per day are committing suicide. And that's, that's yeah. one of those things that just shocks people, right? Such a small portion of our country is having such a high suicidality rate um, that we is the, how much of that, ownership is on the VA for lack of care and lack of treatment, um, you know, because we do have veterans that were created. Um, and, and certainly this isn't a, a supposed to be guided as a, a discussion centered around like, why are we having so many veterans created or like, why are we damaging our veterans? But how do we, when it comes to the VA healthcare system, how do we make them whole again? How do we make them be able to prosper? And 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 I think that, you know, the notes that you're saying here is that in large parts, it's just not up to snuff. Um, yeah. 
And it, that's that exactly hurts. it. It's just not up to snuff right now, you know, and the, when we start diving into really complex issues like suicide, um, even just like mental health in general, homelessness, um, which oftentimes is directly related to mental health, you know, these are not ankle deep subjects. These are really, really difficult subjects that you have professionals who have gone through huge amounts of expense and personal time just trying to better understand the subject matter so that they can provide the care that these veterans deserve. Yeah. And, you know, to sit here and give like a, a quick one minute talk or a, even an hour long talk on, on any one of these subjects that we just brushed up against is a disservice. No, oh, yeah. yeah, these are very, very convoluted, very complex issues that are super individualized for each and every military veteran that is out there that is afflicted by these things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and that and that's this is almost like a very good like kind of as you pose it, it's like a nice skim over a lot of things where we're addressing some deep rooted issues that we have for our communities and 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 it highlights that we don't you can't have a centralized planning on these and they're just going to delegate a or or legislate a response for all of these things um and and so that's so it's it's so incredibly important that when we talk about like you know, just specifically on the healthcare aspect of what our, our veteran community is facing, right? We're there from the VA. I believe that the national average wait time is roughly at least double of what you would see from a, a private um, specialist, if not longer. Um, you're having incredibly long wait times to, to be seen for for things that could be deemed urgent, um, depending on which region of the country you're in. So there's a lot of non-care that's been going on, and that's, you know, to, to circle back to the Mission Act, that's why this was so important for so many communities was it was like, if the VA is not able to provide this for you in a reasonable, yeah. I, I believe that it was if it wasn't in a reasonable amount of time or if it was a, a, a un, unreasonable distance, you could go somewhere else. And the VA would pay for it and give you that opportunity. Am I, am I misquoting that or am I mis... No, and actually, I have the uh, VA's uh, Mission Act uh, website pulled up here, and right there on the page, they they uh, specify you know, if you're not within a 30 minute average drive time for primary care or a 60 minute average drive time for specialty care. Let's hold the phone just right there, though. We're talking about 30 minutes. They're saying if a veteran is not within 30 minutes of a primary care, I guess, VA physician, clinic, yeah. uh, facility, like however you want to describe it. If they're not within 30 minutes, you know, I live in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, central Alabama. It's not a gigantic town. I mean, I love it, um, but it is, it's not a huge place by any means. 30 minutes is like where my parents live. Yeah, they're really not that far away. So, you know, 30 minutes out in the country, we can be talking about some serious distance. 30 minutes within a metropolitan area, though. I mean, look at it from 
the VA perspective, the amount of hospitals that they would have to buy to build the number of physicians and nurses and admins that they would have to staff. The reality is they're not going to be able to do that. No. You know, and I can sit here and cast vision for, you know, oh, this is how I would solve it, or this is what I would say is important. And this is, this is a really convenient way to do it. But at the end of the day, the point remains that the VA is just not, just not equipped to handle this kind of an issue. And when we saw the passage of the Mission Act, we saw the government as a whole admitting, this is a problem, we are not equipped for this. And so what we're going to do is turn to yeah, it's not a great marketplace. Like healthcare in America is not no, a great no. marketplace at any, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But at the end of the day, like it's getting them closer to what a real market option would be. Yeah. And that it, it is gives finding you more care options outside the system. And, yeah. Giving you more options is never a, a bad thing. But, right. Um, and, and that's so to allude for you in the audience, um, we I've had that discussion in the past about certificate of need laws about our healthcare system and and it is absolutely universal for the most part that everyone agrees that the healthcare system here in America is not working for for mainstream society, um, yeah. and so what is the better way right that's why we discussed that in the previous episode so I would encourage you guys if you guys missed that go back and check that one out but yeah no it's it, it's absolutely right that if the VA is just not not quite cutting it for so many people how do we you know bring them into a freer market like mm-hmm. i i don't know how to properly pose that but <laughs> a yeah, less it's... disadvantaged market i guess well that's for sure it's certainly um disadvantaged that is for sure you know and you were kind of talking a little bit earlier about how top-down solutions just don't work yeah you know, and what's the answer to that? When we're looking at it, what we really want to see is we want to see ground up solutions. What does that look like in America? It looks like nonprofits and other organizations that are going out there and they are meeting the needs on the ground that they are seeing. And that is a revolutionary idea, especially in today's America, where we can clearly see the march of socialism happening. And people that are clamoring for top-down solutions, regardless of what that past history looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I I probably shouldn't mention um, different memes, but yeah, I posted <laughs> one to my Instagram and Facebook stories the other day, and it was somebody comparing socialism, and yeah, it's failed in the past, but it's kind of like a fancy baked good. Um, and then at the bottom of it, it showed piles of bones from um and i never got which country it was from but it was clearly from a socialist revolution that ended up claiming a whole lot of lives yeah with the little tagline on it oh no i burned the souffle again uh but enough of me ranting um <laughs> you know it in today's world when we see people that are clamoring for top-down solutions all they want is for the government to intervene and do this and do that and hurt people which we'll get on that yeah um, maybe a little later going out seeing a need and meeting a need 
is something that is truly revolutionary. Yeah. And there are organizations out there that are doing this with veteran specific issues that, you know, they just, they're doing it without any government help. They're picking up the slack where the, where the government has failed and those kind of orgs really and truly are the ones that we should be thinking more than anyone else. Do you have any in mind that the audience may be interested in? <laughs> I think it might have a few. Um, so yeah, it, it really depends what we're talking about. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I have a little bit of a lobbying background. Um, so I, I do believe in reforming government and, you know, stalking the halls, uh, really and truly like cornering representatives and senators when they're not expecting it. Um, but reforming government is really a key for that. So you do have organizations like Concerned Veterans for America that really work towards that. We also have Concerned, uh, Concerned Veterans for America Foundation, which is all about connecting and educating and empowering veterans. So if you're out there and you're saying like, hey, I really want to see this change go through or um, I'm a veteran and, you know, who can I turn to and, and uh, get some of that training, get some of that education um, and then connect with other people that are out there doing big things. The CVA Foundation is another great option. On, you know, on and, that note, before you before you progress on, so yep. the Concerned Veterans for America or CVA um, recently had a, 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 a moderately big guy. I don't know. I don't know how to describe him. Um, well, he's he's more referenced as Tasha's husband. Tasha's husband came out to CVA and had a great time. Um, that's just this just speaks to what cva does right so if you can get spike cohen to come out there and and talk about ending the wars you can talk about the the veteran suicide rate you can talk about the healthcare system when you can have when you can find an organization that is out there for the veterans that is able to reach libertarians that is able to reach republicans able to reach democrats and say we're here for the veteran community let's build those bridges and and do this in the pursuance of these goals that's something that we all we should all be aware of and we should all be trying to lean into and find ways of how can we help um if you guys are passionate like i am or like sean is or like many of us are on the idea that veterans are, are people too and they need to be taken care of and and that's something that i'm willing to put my effort into and and behind yeah absolutely um and, you know, I certainly encourage uh, Tasha's husband, <laughs> I'm <laughs> presuming I'm getting that right. Uh, you know, if, if if Spike's out there going around and talking about ending endless wars and all that, the only request that I'll have is, is that he just keeps his shirt on while he's doing it. That's the only <laughs> thing I ask for. <laughs> I don't know. That might still be too soon. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm going to yeah. say it anyway. Or, <laughs> I, I guess it. I already did. No, it's okay. I love it. I love it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to send the message over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I mean, not to, not to post puff my chest out at all, but I've, I've taken some of Spike's talking points on those issues. Um, good. I don't know why I need to puff my chest out on that, but, um, but no, it's, it's, it's good because yes, he is absolutely going out there in, in CVA has been one of those welcoming 
groups that you know being able to link arms with and and make that impact so we have we have groups out there pushing for the legislative side pushing for the cultural side pushing for a societal change for a, a perspective difference on our veteran community because i think that one thing that that we should be highlighting here is how people view veterans um this is thing this is something that does really become a mixed bag for a lot of people because you can see some people that see veterans as as you know towards the right side of the 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 spectrum where they're kind of more looked at as more as a hero they're they're doing this for noble causes they're doing this in the best reasons um where somebody who may be more towards the left on some of these issues um can see them as something a lot worse but then we also have the homeless population and we know the stigmas that that get surrounded with that and so there's there's a lot of different ways that we're looking at this and so for the cultural side of things right how do we how do we help how do we educate how do we grow how do we you know as you alluded to or as you said um there's a mental health aspect to this for a lot of the the veterans we have the societal thing that we have to look at. We have to change. And I realize we're, we're, we're kind of somewhat getting on time. Um, with only 18 minutes left before we have a clubhouse after this guys. Um, so yeah, if you guys are not on clubhouse, get on over to the clubhouse, 9 PM Eastern. You, you'll see me and Sean be able to talk a little bit more. You guys can ask questions as well over there, but, um so we have a lot of a, of, of a social stigma when it comes to, to veterans that needs to kind of, we need to be able to address that. And and so I was wondering if in your experiences, how you've, if you've interacted with, with people across that spectrum and how you've been able to, to bring people back to, to an empathetic view on, on this issue. You know, one thing I love about our military and when you really get to know people that have served is just really how diverse the military is. Um, you know, Jason is obviously a, uh, a very, very strong libertarian. He is out there with his views. He supports his party in a huge way. I'm a communist. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> you heard uh, it here first, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, for me personally, um, I'm not a member of that party. Um, I am a, uh, a Republican. I'm part of my county exec, um, have been involved there for years that's actually how i got my start in politics was i just went and showed up at a young republicans event i showed up early i got to know people and i volunteered um and as i continue to meet more and more veterans i'm just so aware of how complex the reality on the ground is for those people who are in service or have left the service afterward. And one thing that really amazes me is I've, I've got a, uh, some pretty close friends here in town. Actually, I, I think I may be part of his uh, legislative district, but he's very much on the left. Um, and he's a Marine and this guy, you know, as far as like a, left well i guess he is like a democrat's democrat but one thing that is for sure for both him and his husband is that they are absolutely and totally dedicated to helping other veterans and you know try as i 
try as I might, you know, whenever we're talking to them, I get all sorts of uh, digs on my personal political affiliation and my involvement. But when I hear these guys talk about the people that they have saved, the people that they have lost, which is absolutely heartbreaking in the veteran community, it becomes clear that our military, the folks that are actually serving, regardless of what we may want to project onto them, at the end of the day, they're still individuals. And like all of us, they have very nuanced individual views. And so, you know, my party is especially known for just presuming that the military is, of course, it's conservative. Of course, they're Republican. Yeah. Um, But the reality is so much more nuanced. And none of that, none of their political views, I have ever seen impact how they choose to serve their fellow vets. Yeah. You know, and mental health is a huge part of this. Um, Yeah, I guess, Jason, you and I love going off on tangents, Um, you know, a while back. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, a couple of years back, uh, for folks that don't know, Jason and I were hanging out in his hometown. And I swear to you, after like six hours of talking, we didn't actually finish the first three points that we were trying to address. <laughs> you know, it was just like a nonstop rabbit hole. And it was like one of the best experiences that I've ever had. I think the only um, thing that we finished were the beers that we had. That yeah, I finished it. a couple of those. That yeah. night. <laughs> oh. uh, but, you know, earlier we we're talking about orgs that you know, are out there solving needs, meeting needs, ones that the government frankly can't solve or has just shown that they're, they're just not equipped for it. Um, Another great one is Headstrong. They deal with PTSD and other mental health challenges at no cost. Um, They're a great, they're a great one. One thing that I've personally seen is just the power of working out with people and being physically connected with other people. Um, And so anytime I see anybody that's out there, like pushing for like workouts and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, this, this person's really got it going on. Uh, There's catch a lift foundation and they are trying to provide a way for veterans to connect with a daily wad with adaptive options for fitness And that right there, like, if you have something that specifically speaks out to the veteran community and is promoting fitness, all the benefits that we see. Yeah. Uh Oh, you're muted. Uh Oh, let me check the zoom. No, I've, I've just lost audio. Oh, aha. Oh, we're back now. There we go. <clears throat> um, but you know, all anytime you get people that are just picking up weight, moving it however they like, that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can build that and build an individual community around you, um, even if it's through a networked option like online, those things can save lives, those things can change lives. You know, it's not just about, oh, is this person alive or dead? It's what are they doing with their time? How are they really getting into it? And for me personally, um, I'm a huge fan of pick up the heavy thing and then put it back down again. Yeah, I 
I've I still see I still have like terrors, night terrors of like watching you like make your because you were building a home gym for a while, yep. and I remember seeing that, and I was just like, I don't want to go to the gym ever again. I, I need to, <laughs> I need to get back to that mindset. But yes, so so there are so many different organizations working through different lenses of being able to help with mental health, being able to work with getting people just kind of connected, um, and and. Through those connections, I mean, the growth that people are facing, the help that they're they're receiving, and and certainly I I know that it's true. I just I, I refuse to because I'm I'm fat, white, and out of shape. But the the benefits of working out and and putting your body through that is it, those are all fantastic things. Um, so I at the end of this. If you guys go over to muddywatersmedia.com, um, you guys find this episode. I will be taking all of those organizations. I'll put those into the show notes so you guys will be able to see those. But you guys have to go over there because I'm not going to put it in for, for all the, the show notes across the different platforms. I love you guys, but not that much. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, hey, man, it's a lot of work, you know. I do want to highlight something that uh, from a comment section, just because this is so this 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 hurt my heart reading it. But um, Mr. Just Because said that the date is coming up. I would like to say R.I.P. to Captain Russell G. Uh, Seeger killed Fort Hood 2009. His PTSD counselor. This hurts me in so many different ways because um, I'm. I have PTSD while mine is not directly from military interactions. Um, having somebody who like that, um, I can only imagine how, how much that hurt. And so just one life, this is, this is literally the, the importance of like this entire conversation is that each one of these veterans, um, when we talk about the statistic of 22 veterans per day, when we talk about the veteran healthcare system failing people, when we talk about the system being top-down approached and, and not serving the interests of, of our veteran community, we are left with so many of these individuals who have made a huge impact already and that because of these systems failing, limit the impact that they can do going forward. And so this is really one of those driving factors of why we're engaged, why we're, why we're pushing forward because of these lives are so incredibly important to each and every one of us. Um, another one of those fantastic tangents of going off away from the points that we were trying to make. Um, so we have nine minutes <laughs> left of this show and welcome to muddy waters media. Um, but I have I have I have one quick question for you um, to bring it to current events. We're gonna have to skip a couple of the the topics we we're planning on. But to this skip, is our way, man. This yeah, is our way. This is this is the way it's got to be. Um, a quick thing. So recently, I know that I've heard you speak on the Afghanistan situation a little bit. Um, this yeah. was a couple years back. Um, clearly, prior to the recent events of, of the pullout and everything else. Um, I would love, I haven't been able to ask you this. So I'm asking you private one-on-one, no one else can hear us. What, what went through Sean Grohalva's head as this was unfolding, as it was coming out that the pullout was happening of, of the countless people being stranded of, the circumstances of the equipment, everything else. What was what was going through your head? What was kind of the narrative that that came out from you? I want to make sure that I answer this right. <laughs> yeah, this this one was one that that would stumble me. So I'm I, I love that you're giving it its due diligence. 
Um, the first thought that went through my head was just seeing the huge amount of humanitarian horror that was going on. Yeah. Um, last week, you know, one of the folks I was hanging out with um, had been in Afghanistan. We'll, we'll just say very recently um, it, for all sorts of reasons uh, that I really don't think that I need to disclose. Um, I, I ended up having the opportunity to sit and talk with two guys who had spent significant amounts of time in Afghanistan and just hearing their perspective on it. You know, I, I heard all sorts of crazy stories during that time. Um, you know, folks that were at the very front lines seeing the absolute worst of it. And one of those folks, the 13 um, members of the military that ended up passing away due to that uh, suicide bomber, uh, one of those folks had actually served with a couple of the a couple of the military members that passed away that day. The thing that I grappled on to was this story that came out, and you could see the videos where I can't remember which branch of service he was in. But there was this guy that was going to Afghan children. Um, the video went super viral, streaming all over the place. And he was handing out waters, making these kids laugh, just taking their mind off of the horror that was surrounding them. You yeah, know, we, we were coming up on 20 years in country and we were watching it fall within a matter of weeks. And I later saw that the same individual that was making these kids laugh, handing out water bottles, was escorting the remains of one of his service members back home. And the Facebook story that was posted to that was more than enough to make me cry several times. Yeah, And I know several other people that have been involved that I spoke with about it and everyone, everyone, regardless of color, regardless of age, they were able to connect with the humanity in those moments. And that that man showed so deeply, you know, I, I've never known that guy's name or anything like that, but at the end of the day, the work that's being done out there and the people that were putting their lives on the line, sacrificing their bodies to injuries later or all sorts of stuff, it touches you. And it touches you in a really, really major way. Yeah. No, it, that one, that, that, yes, that was incredibly impactful. And I think that it really was... That is such a, a a reflection or a 
an image, if you will, of the entire attempt there, right? Because you had so many troops there that were trying to do right, trying to do good, and trying to help serve, um, trying to serve the communities there, trying to protect America's interests. And, and we had been there, as you said, 20 years in, in, in country, trying to do something so much bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And to watch this catastrophically fall apart um, because of... of of an inability to pull out with any kind of care, without any kind of understanding, without any kind of forethought. I mean, really, um, after hearing some of the some of the the discussion points from some of those people within the administration on how they were handling it, um, there was uh, there was a lack of of humanity when it came to addressing this whole circumstance. And I think that, you know, you have somebody like that individually, we're talking about that, that, that just, it, it, it tears up your inside, rips you out. Mm-hmm. And, and it really does give you that gut check of, whew, like, I'm not yeah. ready for that kind of humanity right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot to handle for sure. Um, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I think that the buck stops with Biden. You know, we we can apologize, we can, you know, cover it up, which is seems to have been his yeah. approach ever since. But at the, the end of the day, approach. it was <laughs> his call on whether or not those troops were given the cover that they needed to withdraw safely. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was his call that put them into jeopardy. Now, I am very, very glad that we are out of Afghanistan, that we are no longer trying to nation build um, an unruled people, historically unruled, like, you know, this is the nation that is the historically the empire ender, like nations go there and just they're decimated because of Afghanistan. Yeah. And most people stop with like these, the Soviet Union, the USSR, they stop there. But like when you go back and you look, it took 900 years for that country to embrace Islam. 900 years. Genghis Khan himself, like the Khans could not subjugate Afghanistan. Like, just stay out. Yeah. Just go away. Yeah. Just walk away. Yeah, and to your to your to your point of you know this this really does fall on Biden, right? The the whole plan of of or the lack of plan of just try to pull some people out, try to figure out what to do. We have this deadline. We gotta get people out. We there there's still people left there to this day right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know who's there. We we kind of have mismanaged that. We have equipment that was left that was instantly handed over to um, our 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 enemies in the area, um, who then paraded them on every platform yeah. that they could. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got machine guns there that like ooh, 
that you and I cannot have because we would yeah. be a danger to society. But but um But hey, let's go hand them to the Taliban. Yeah. So so for like for me, like a quick snapshot of my thought was get the civilians out, get the military out, and then blow up the equipment that's left over. You have yep. the equipment, why do you want to blow this up? Is because it, it, it's so costly to bring all that stuff back. It's just cheaper just to bomb it and just say, Look, everyone evacuate from these areas. If you're in the area, I'm sorry, we're blowing up the equipment, you're going with it. Um get the civilians out because they have not written that check in the same way that the military has and then get the military out, give cover, give protections. And, and, you know, there's so many diplomats as well in the area. So many people that had been there in service of the military being translators. And, and yes, you could talk about how some translators, right. This was revealed during the Afghanistan papers, um, how they took advantage of, of the ignorance of the Americans and, and were, bringing up the trades, like bring up the value of trade and they were taking cuts of it and they were becoming very, very profitable. But there were some that were good translators that were doing it there for the good intentions. Um, and these people that need to be taken care of. And these were also people that were forgotten about the, by the Biden administration. And so there's a lot of, of clunkiness and failures that were there. Um, but as we both have said, you know, it's right for us to be out. It's just a matter of how we got out. That was such a, a such a tragedy. Um, we're already over on time, but I want to give you this because I've, I've got to punt this to you because this is the thing that really wets your sandwich. Um, oh. That's the one I picked. That's oh. the one I picked. That's terrible because now I'm just thinking of a wet sandwich. All yeah, the time. and it's terrible, like, ah, isn't it? It's so, awful. So the thing that's been bothering you the most lately, um, it's Fauci another one. and those daggum beagles, man. Like, yeah. oh my God. I want to like, give you I'm not even to gonna rant. let you finish your sentence yeah. right now. I want you to rant. I want you to I want you to take a couple minutes and then we will <laughs> um real quick before he hits his rant, make sure you guys are have if you guys have not already downloaded the Clubhouse app, we will be on over there with the wonderful, amazing Jess Mears. Um doing a little recap. Wait, Jess is gonna be there? Yeah, Jess is gonna be there. Yeah. So um <laughs> And of course, Sean Grijalva will be there as well. Uh, she's probably already going to be texting me in a moment and be like, where the hell are you? But make sure you guys download the Clubhouse app. We'll get you guys over there. I'll post a link in the Muddy Waters Facebook group. Um, but go ahead. Let me hear about Fauci and his beagles, his loving beagles that he loves so very, very much, right? Oh, yeah. He loves them so much. So, so very much. You know, it just... When I think about government what comes to mind is just how little care is shown to life. You know, life is precious. It is so incredibly important, whether it's a human life, whether it's an animal life, you know, my, my son, his name's Jacob. He's seven. Um, absolutely a beautiful, beautiful child. He loves animals and he will tell you any day of the week that he prefers dogs to humans um, and you know, most days I can't really blame them, but, um, no matter how much I'm like, no human life has value too. Um, but all I could think when I was reading about just these FOIA requests, these FOIA docs that came out is just how little care is actually given by the government, the willingness to, subject animals and then just oh yeah and then after why afterwards we youth we euthanize them and we're talking about in one case there were six beagles um but 
you know, of course the fact checkers come out and they say, oh, well, they didn't cut their vocal cords. They didn't stick their heads in a, in a uh, mesh container filled with sand flies that have a dangerous disease that can kill them if untreated. You know, all the, all these fact checkers really um, wet my sandwich as well, but you still have, <laughs> you still have somebody willing to sign off on having 12 animals have their life ended well before, um, you know, their natural end would come. And I'm, you know, I get animal testing in that this is just the reality of it. But at some point, it's like, I have three golden retrievers. This makes me want to start adopting beagles. I mean, really and truly it does. Because the number of times I, I read a fact-checking article that beagles are considered like the standard for um, for like a dog breed stand-in for human beings. And I'm not saying that we should be testing on human beings or anything like that. But we're not talking mice. We're not talking rats or even chimps at this point. I mean, we're talking about a family pet. Yeah. And it's just an utter disrespect, an utter disrespect for life and humanity and just the reverence that we ought to be giving life. So if you if you guys are unaware of this for somehow I, I i you're better off not knowing this before today but mm-hmm. make sure you guys go out and check out uh fauci and his puppies the beagle puppies testing and everything else there is plenty of information out there to go read up on um and as sean has already said there's fact checkers out there trying to pull you away from what is being shown and being said so Mm -hmm. you're more than welcome to read everything read the fact checkers read what you find um and you can come up with your own conclusions as for me and sean we are devastated and and torn apart um but we do have to get on on over there to the clubhouse guys so i love you guys all very much make sure you guys tune in for muddy waters for the rest of the week on tuesday wednesday or tuesday we've got spike and matt for muddy waters of freedom where they traverse those muddy waters um wednesday will be my fellow americans with spike cohen and his amazing beautiful gorgeous uh intellectual guest i hope that they are all of those things um Thursday night will be the writer's block with Matt Wright. And, of course, Friday night, from Bayou's to Igloos, you've got Cajun and Eskimo Libertarian um, probably bringing back the muddied Nat Geo. So it'll be a good time. But without further ado, let's get on over to the clubhouse. Sean, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I look forward to having you on for your second 10,336. I think that's what I said it was. Uh, episode. Um it was absolutely, absolutely man we'll have to do this again and thank you very much for the invite i really appreciate it absolutely man all right i'll uh catch you on clubhouse right after this see you there see everyone soon